Hi, y'all. I'm Molly. And I'm Megan. And we're two good friends. No, we're two best friends from Cincinnati, Ohio. We're here to talk to you all about our love of musical theater. Throughout our shows, we will be discussing some of our favorite shows in depth. We'll be talking about the facts of the show, casting choices, the songs, and whatever else we want. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about musical theater. Aren't you so proud of me? I knew my lines. You did, and I was—I didn't. So what I did this time, so I didn't even laugh, is I hid the Zoom video so I couldn't see you. Because normally that's what gets me in things like this as I start looking to other people. Yep, that so, sounds about right. Yeah. Um. Today we are doing one of Megan's favorite shows. I think it got, yeah, it's no longer in my top 10, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not in my top 10. It used to be because my top 10, I don't think it is. What replaced it? I know we discussed this on one of our episodes. That's a great question. Oh my gosh, I don't have it written down anymore. Let's see if it's on my phone. I think it used to be, and then... Well, it replaced it. Oh, favorite musicals. So, my favorite musicals, Wicked, Rent, Godspell, Ghost, Dogfight, Frozen, Waitress, Newsies, Hamilton, Beetlejuice. I think Beetlejuice did it. Because that's the most recent one on that list. Yeah. So... I'm not not unhappy about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well the reason I mean I like this show for more personal reasons it's still a very good show but this is the show I think that it's the first show I think we saw together outside of high school that seems right I believe because so because this was the first year I moved back and transferred schools yes we also got kick ass seats we got really good we seats we did um, for those of you who don't know, always try to do lotteries or student rush. And now I have the privilege of teacher rush. Must be great. nice. I have the privilege of hearing it every time I work, when I was at work. But um, yeah, so I saw it twice, saw it with you. And then I literally saw it that sun- Saturday with my parents. Oh, yeah. And then I went on a study abroad where I exclusively listened to the Tapestry album. That's what I fell asleep to on, like, the eight-hour flight, which is Tapestry going through my iPod. So, I don't know, like, when when I listen to this album and I listen to a lot of the songs, it just brings back a lot of memories. And it's also the music I grew up on. So, yeah, I... I was actually listening to the Carol King radio at work because we have Pandora for business. And when I was mopping everything, I played a little Carol King. Heck yeah. I love Carol. Went from the Wu-Tang Clan (laughs) to Carol King. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I don't even, I know I knew her songs, but I don't think I ever knew like she was Carol King, like. Or how many songs she wrote. Oh, yeah. And then, like, gave. And 
to other people and everything. Like, yeah, I, that's the thing. She, it, yeah, she and Jerry. She did um, locomotion, right? It was those two. Yeah. Okay, because I always am like, oh, was it actually since since it's been forever since I've seen it? Was it Cynthia and Barry that wrote it, or was it them? But like. Most people, when they hear the locomotion, they know, like, the Madonna version. So it was, like, being, no, that was from Carol King. She wrote yep. that. Not Madonna. Uh, yeah. All right. So the book for Beautiful was written by Douglas McGrath. Um, sure was. It has songs by, obviously, Carol King, Jerry Goffin, Goffin, yeah, Barry Mann, Cynthia Weil, Phil Spector, and others. I did not feel like digging to see who helped write some of the other songs because I was lazy. Um, it's it was also just like a smattering of music at that time, especially with one of the Broadway melodies, uh, yeah. 1650 Broadway melodies. Yeah. So it's... So there's a decent amount. Uh, so clearly it is a jukebox musical, but it's also a biography musical because it's about Carol King. Um, it was directed by Mark Bruni, and the choreography was by Josh Prince. Um, it orig- its off-Broadway run took place in San Francisco at the um, the Curran Theater, which is also where Wicked, Jitney, Head Over Heels, and Co- the Chorus Line Revival had their pre-Broadway run, which. I knew nothing about San Francisco theater. I always just think it's funny when when places have their pre-Broadway run there because when I think of pre-Broadway runs, I think like Boston. Chicago or Boston yeah. or like Washington, D.C. I don't think San Francisco because that just seems so far away from New York. So far. But whatever. <laughs> no, um, I agree. I mean... But apparently San Francisco is a pretty robust theater scene. That's very true. But I just feel like, because I don't really know, like, I've heard of the current theater, but, like, I know nothing about it. Um, but so, that was back in October of 2013. We were babies back then. We were babies, like... Going into, that was junior year? Yes, junior yeah. year of high school. Crazy. Um, when I still, like, only knew the musicals I was in and, like, the handful of movie musicals I'd seen in, like, Wicked. Exactly. <laughs> I just saw you in musicals and that was it. Yeah. How far, how far we've come. Yep. We've grown so much. Um, but so then it turned to Broadway in January of 2014 to the Stephen Sondheim and then closed, um, I'm so sorry, closed October 27th, 2019 after 60 previews and 2,418 performances. It's a pretty decent run. I mean, that's five It years. also sold out its entire run in San Francisco. Oh, that's nice. Because everyone I mean, loves Carol. Yeah. She's awesome. I would like to point out that this is the musical that Dame Jessie Mueller won her Tony Award in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's also the 27th longest running musical after it closed. Yes. Um, while it, it had opened in the West End in 2015, so basically like a year after it opened on Broadway, they had a cast over there. And then there was a, there have been two U.S. tours. There have been, there has been one completed U.K. tour and Australian tour. The second U.K. tour opened in February, so like clearly that's on hold because Corona. And then there's also been a a Japan cast. Mm -hmm. Um, They were nominated for seven Tony Awards, but got two for, uh, of course, Jesse Mueller for Leading Lady and Brian Ronan for Sound, which I didn't even research to see what other musicals were in that category. But I always just find it interesting when it's like they don't win for this one, but then they win for this category, especially like with scenic things. Because I feel like part of the experience is experience of theater is having these things all together. So like I want a whole show to win lights and sound and everything. But that's yeah. just me. Um. Also, something I did not know about this. I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> in 2015, yep, you're announced that they were going to bring the musical to the big screen. My biggest question was when were they going to start filming? Is this a Wicked 2.0? That's, I was about to say, like, here's my beef with this. Not beef, but you can um i feel like it's becoming a thing of having wildly popular musicals and then a production company or a movie company just will say oh we'll purchase the rights and we're going to make a movie musical well so i don't it. think they i don't know based on what i saw sony was already a producer for the stage show because like her music's through Sony, right, and everything. So like they already had it backed. They probably just said that so no one else could do it. Yeah. But like I don't know if I would want a film version of this because if we did, then I would want really good sure. casting so that we had a young Carol King, then the middle-ish uh, young you, adult. So what I hear is you want version. the share show, but for Carol King. <laughs> Yes, but in the share show, they all sing together. But it would be different yeah. in the movie. In the movie, yeah. I want to see Carol King growing up then. Yeah. Because they just do that with costumes with the lead in the show right. instead of having multiple actors like they do in some musicals. Right. The share show, On Your Feet. Yeah. But otherwise... I forgot On Your Feet did that. It, I mean, and it's very small. It's only for, like, the, the first time. Like, yeah, as I'd say, like... And like a it makes show and then a teenager. And, and, and to me, it makes sense in those other shows because they're showing, like they had, they they showed the beginning of their life and everything. Whereas right. in Beautiful, it shows when she starts like going places to present her music and like school. So like right. it makes sense. We don't they don't talk about little Carol. They show middle age, but like I want, I want baby Carol. I and want. Then I want the movie. I want it to end with Carol King playing Carol King. I want. I feel like she would do it. 
I have two things for that comment. The first one is is if they do this, I want the current Carol King, which is a an amazing like environmental advocate. Love to see it. Um and then the second comment of like Carol wanting to play Carol. Did you see the video of when she came for the first time to the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Where everyone, for better lack of illustrated terms, like peed their pants. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I would have lost it. And then, like, oh my God, Carol. I mean, and I. Then, yeah. And then she raised like $30,000 that night for like Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS just to sing a song. Yeah. That's amazing. That's She's so a queen. great. She knows what's up. She's been on Gilmore Girls and talked she about her own show. The, she sings the intro for Gilmore Girls with her daughter. I know, and I love that. I mean, I love Gilmore Girls. I'm going to ignore a lot of the questionable parts of the TV show because yes. that reminds me of just watching it when I was in high school. But yeah. Um. Well, I've rewatched it. There's some things that I was like, how did I miss this comment while growing up? But I think it's because when I watched it growing up, I wasn't like fully paying attention to it. I was doing other things while I watched it. Whereas when I rewatched it, I literally have only watched it. Like I'm not doing other things right. while rewatching it. So I'm like right. taking it all in. Also, I hate Rory Gilmore. That's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll discuss um, this after the box. I, not that I don't agree. I agree. Yeah, everyone in that show is pretty problematic and pretty toxic. Yes. Um, so they also won uh, the Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album that I'm year. I'm sure did. And well-deserved. It's a great album. Uh, I think I said all my facts that I've written down. Do you have any more? Um, I just listed the carols that I saw. And we, the one that we share was Julia Niddle. She was good. Yes, she, she was, was very, very good. good. She was also um, so tall. She, she so was. Tall. I remember meeting her and being like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she uh, walked out. I was like, oh, wow. that's." And we were sitting in orchestra, too. And she didn't look extremely t- I think it's because everybody in that cast was tall. Was tall, yeah. Because, like, when you think about the other people... She never looked. Ben Fankhauser. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. Our cast, our seat. Oh, um, yeah. So we staged door this show when it was in Cincinnati at the Aronoff. Um, but we will never be on a stage door show ever again. My very first stage door. Um, I am so sad because I always love stage dooring, especially when I saw a character, uh, an actor play a character, and I had, like, never heard of that actor before. And so it was, like, nice to be, it was cool to meet them and be like, oh, my God. But then it was also really nice to meet people that I've seen in other shows and, like, can obsess over even more. Right. (laughs) Like, Ben... And Calza. Let me tell you, people, when I saw that he was in the touring cast, that made it so much better. Because 
I knew of this show, but I didn't know of the show really when I saw it. Like I knew what right. I was getting myself into, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And to see him, love it. I literally was here just for the I ride. Like I got. <laughs> I remember you like texting me. You're like, "Yeah, I got these really good tickets for the show. You want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, what else am I gonna do?" <laughs> and then, and, like, and then here's <laughs> here we are, so many years later, and so many musicals later. Um, I think we need to add this to our podcast list that we need yeah. to talk about theater like mishaps that we've experienced both in the theater while working there or as patrons because everyone needs to know our school of rock dilemma <laughs> where we were <laughs> okay that was one that was not our fault <laughs> no but I think it's a funny story still it makes well, me let's just, you would just talk about it let's just add it <laughs> Because okay, I have sure. a New York one for this show, and I can talk about that. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and that um, one was totally my fault. <laughs> no, that's fine. So you say that one first, and then because that will be a good segue. Okay, so I saw. <laughs> I saw this beautiful The Carol King musical in New York last year. It was right around this time, um, and I saw it when Vanessa Carlton was in it. Not that that's any point in my story. Saw... I just wanted to like. Into the sky. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> anyway. So what ended up happening is I went to New York with a friend who really liked musicals but never has never been in New York. And I wanted to see Waitress. So I was like, hey, let's go to New York and see all these shows. And so I got there the Friday morning of like the long weekend we were spending there and she was coming later that day because she had to do a full shift at work because she was a fully functioning adult um <laughs> and so <laughs> I decided that I want to see a musical by myself and then I would go pick her up from Penn Station so I saw beautiful the Carol King musical and we were doing great <laughs> but I came into the musical with a raging headache because a flying dehydrates you. B I spent from probably ten, eleven AM to seven PM walking around the city. I went to a rock climbing gym, check that out. I did not eat or drink enough, so I had a huge migraine. Um and so act one, we were fine. We were living. I was in the back of the orchestra. With a lovely couple in their 60s who grew up on Carol King. We had a lovely conversation. And the second act, I could not keep my eyes open. It hurt so much. So I sat in the very back with my head down. It's like like your fist holding your head up and just listening to the music. And I may have fell, fallen asleep. <sighs> I had I had the worst one. I wasn't asleep for the rest of Act Two. It was like a fifteen minute interval because I woke up and my headache was gone no. until later that night when just to continue the story. <laughs> so I woke up like fifteen minutes later and I was fine. The headache was gone and I was like, oh sweet, I can get through this. 
Went to go pick up my friend at 11 p.m. at Penn Station. <laughs> Sorry. And I was you're good. And so I got a slice of pizza from Sabaro, not Sabaro, but some New York pizza place inside Penn Station, which was a mistake because I woke up at two in the morning the next day sprinted from my room into a hostel bathroom, which is where we were staying, and threw up shitty pizza in a toilet. So that is like my full circle, beautiful The Carol King musical experience in New York. That's so sad. It was sort of, like, it wasn't great at the time. It was definitely type 2 fun. So, like, terrible at the time. But now when you look back at it, you're like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. That was pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so drink water, folks. <laughs> Stay hydrated and do not eat pizza at 11 p.m. from a pizza place. Yeah, that's life. Life. Uh, I feel I, life lesson. <laughs> but I'm, I'm also not, very proud of you for not leaving. Oh, I paid good money to sit in the back yeah. of orchestra. So yeah, you were you were gonna. I paid my 90 it. bucks to see the show. I'm seeing it, and oh, I yeah. love this musical. I'm not leaving it. Smart but man. yeah. And I'm happy that you took a little nap. I took a little snoozer. Yeah. I hope no one saw me in the cast because I apologize. (laughs) It's not you. It was definitely me. (laughs) If you're listening to this, she apologizes. Um, Here's a theater story of a mishap that Merv and I had (laughs) while we went to see the show School of Rock. You know, uh, it's I, just set up the day on the bad note. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, I guess this is another show that I did the lottery. We got yeah. cheaper tickets. So, like, normally when I get cheaper tickets for a show is when I'm like, sure, let's go downtown, let's get dinner, and go see the show because we're the show. We're not seeing the show for very much. So. We and by dinner we mean Chipotle. Normally we get Chipotle. This time we splurged. This time we splurged. And, and we learned our lesson. We did. We learned our lesson, even though we had a reservation with plenty of time to spare. But so let's sit. I think the show is at like 7.30. Now, we like to be at the theater when doors open so that we can go to our seats. I and like to sit down and read my playbill. Yes. I love looking for the playbill. I like taking in my environment. I like looking at the scenery if it's present. Um, and the annoying, but also welcomed up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down of letting people <laughs> to their seats. Yes. It's a joy. And then I like guessing, is the person in front of me going to show up or no? Or um, are you going to have obstructed viewing? Yes, that always makes me so mad. Oh, Hamilton was like, mm. <laughs> different story. Um, but so we splurged. And I mean, we I made a reservation. So show 730. Let's say I made our reservation for 530. It's not like we went to an expensive high-end four-course meal place. We went to Wahlburgers, <laughs> which is burgers and fries. I know that she and I walked in that door at 5.15 because I don't like being late for things. 
Because yep. if you're if you're on time, you're late. So you got to be there early. Um, but so I know we walked in and I was like, we're here. And they're like, okay, your table's almost ready. And I was like, okay, great. We stood there for a few minutes. Then they took us to a table. I like, I already knew what I was going to get because I'm that person that looks at menus before I go so that I have something to eat and I know what I'm going to get. So we're sitting there. Our waitress comes. We give her our drink order our food order, which is burgers and fries, fries, and she leaves. It's great. We sat there having a nice conversation. We finally got our drinks. We kept having a nice conversation. Time was ticking away. And and by ticking away, we mean like half an hour till doors open. 15 minutes till doors open. Stop me if I'm wrong, but didn't we get food when doors opened? No, 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 no. I think I think what we ended up doing, because I was like, I have to We pay we paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We told her we're paying because I wanted to be able to eat and go. So I think when it was like five till doors opened, I was I flagged our waitress down and I was like, ma'am, we still have not gotten our food. Um, can I still just, can I pay you right now? Because she was so nice too. And she's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Let me go make, see why your food doesn't come out. So like she went and she got our bills and she's like, uh, they just haven't done it yet. And I was like, oh, they just haven't made my food yet, which I ordered like an hour ago. Okay. And so she finally, she left, she let us pay. And then she finally brought our food. And guys, I think Merv and I stuffed our burgers down our throats. <laughs> Literally, I think I ate my burger in four bites, maybe, maybe, maybe five, maybe six. But like, I know I ate that thing fast. I also was hungry. Um, but then at Wahlburgers, they like put your fries in like a paper cup. So we finished our like burgers. Like a and we cup the from Chipotle is what the cup looks like. Yeah. And so we were, we literally, like, luckily, Wahlburgers is just around the corner from the theater. We were sprinting, we though. sprinted down that street, trying to eat fries. And then, because we knew we couldn't take them into the theater, we gave them to a homeless man on the street. I don't know if he actually ate them. But I was like, I'm not throwing this away. Like, this is, this is perfectly good food. Let's see if he wants it. Gave it to him. Said, hi, have a great night. And then we sat down on our seat while we got inside. Went to tickets. We had to go up the floor. And we finally got to our seat with like two minutes to spare until curtain rose. And I remember sitting there like, I'm stressed out. I know we made it, but I have not gotten to read the playbill. <laughs> and so I had to wait until intermission to read the playbill. And so from this day on, I know one. Not to go to Wahlburgers. Not to go to Wahlburgers. I did complain. And they gave me a gift card. So, whatever. I remember that waitress being so nice. She's like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, And I was like, honey, I know it ain't your fault. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I was like, you do. I left her a very nice your job. I watched you do it. Right. <laughs> you were very lovely. You, she kept checking on us. So, like, it was great. But and it was I super know. weird, too, because we were out of everyone in the restaurant. I would have to say they were under seven parties of people 
and it was yeah. mainly two to four people in a party. Mm-hmm. And like, and we saw that on a weeknight. So normally the restaurants downtown weren't busy anyways. So it wasn't like we were seeing a show yeah, on a Saturday or something. Night. It was just a confusing situation. But now I know if I'm getting sued before a show, either get there really, really early, not just really, really, not get there really, really, really early, not really, really early, or just like go get fast food. So like now we just do like Chipotle because yep. you get it you and got you're done. You get Taco Bell Cantina so you can get a Marg. Oh yeah. So I was going to do that for Escape to Margaritaville, but that's beside the point. I'm very upset because the floor supervisors had a, not a pool because they didn't put money in it, but we were betting on what we thought the, the pins for the tour was going to be. I really wanted it to be a either a face of Jimmy Buffett <laughs> or a what was the other one? It's either a guitar or a margarita glass. Oh no no no! It was a Finn because Finn Cincinnati. Yeah, it was either gonna be Jimmy Buffett <laughs> or I wanted a shark fin. <laughs> yes, shark fin. Ugh. But I yeah, so we've learned a lot. We have. Did we, did we get food before we saw Beautiful? I don't think we did. We might not have. No, because you know what? I think I came to your house straight from school. That seems right. And I was like, okay, that's fine. We'll we'll go. I don't know. Like, some of them run together because I know, like, sometimes, like, when we saw Hamilton, we went to a fancy restaurant because we were celebrating. <laughs> Because that's when we went to that spoon and cellar place with like. I that was good. That it, was, it was good. And it was cheap because we were at happy hour too and we had no idea. And it was also, I didn't know it was attached to the hotel. I was like, yeah. this is a hotel meal? Okay. It was great. Um, but yeah. Okay, great. Um, Beautiful uh, has a lot of memories. <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, with the casting things on my end, I just did, like, I love Jesse Mueller, but we all knew that. Hashtag, we had two episodes for Waitress. <laughs> we also love yep. Waitress. Um, a I lot. love Annika Larson's voice. So, like, Anika. I love the two Anika. I love Anika. Anika Larson. Yeah, Annika. No, you're good. I'm not correcting you. I'm just saying I love Anika. <laughs> I don't We all know I can't pronounce names. <laughs> um. Um, Jared Spector, I love his voice as well. It's like, I don't know, to me, he has like a character voice. So, like, it's interesting that he's played now two real people. Yeah, because he was in Jersey Boys. Then he's played three because he's in The Share Show. He plays Sonny. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, where's the. So Hold now on, I need gonna... to go listen to all these voices and see if they're alike or if they just really like Jared. Am I right to say he was in Jersey Boys? I feel like he was. I'm going to burp. Let's I'm so see. sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's 39 years old. Yeah, he was in. Yeah, he played Frankie Valley. Valley, I was going to say. Um, and that makes it... sense for him. But yeah, so like looking at Oh it, no, now I have <laughs> Jersey Boy stuck in my head. And just the Sherry falsetto. Credit. 
he literally he worked as Gavroche in Les Mis. Yeah. And then he's played three real people. We love to see it. That's so crazy to me. Dang. Okay, well, uh, I love him. Um, and then I also said that I really love the fact that both Jesse and Abby Mueller played Carol King. Yeah. Like, I personally would never want to do the same character as my sister. I just They talked that. about that um, on a Live at Five for Broadway.com. Mm-hmm. And a, yeah. <laughs> I just I like I just be it's a weird meant to experience. be a role. It's meant to be a role, man. That's true. Um, and then I wrote uh for Cynthia Wilde replacements. I loved Carol Lindsay and Kate Grinder. Yes. Um, I saw Jessica win, and she was fabulous. She was. So I good. feel like she's the longest running Cynthia. I could be wrong, but I feel I like she was, had been there the longest. Yeah, and like Carol Lindsay, no, I think Carol Lindsay's the longest because she left, went, went to do Wicked, then came back, and then she left because she got pregnant. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and then I don't know how to say her last name, but I thought Melissa Benoist, Supergirl. Benoist. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And Vanessa Carlton were just interesting Carol King uh, casting choices, but like it was this before. Like when we were talking about our dream cast, I feel like with this, when you're playing a real person, you need to hear the person and like see the person do it. And so mm-hmm. without me actually like seeing them perform, I I can't really say. But I just think so. I saw Vanessa Carlton and. Like, it's complicated, because everyone has their own ideas and their portrayal of Carol King. Um, oh, yeah. And she was good, very good singer, and did a really good job. I just sort of felt like I was seeing a Vanessa Carlton singing a Carol King song, you know? And, like, that's what I think is weird about her. What I think is weird about her being cast as Carol King is because she is a singer-songwriter like Carol King. So, like... Right. Sure, she's like experienced that all in real life. Not everything, but like the journey. Right. But like, it's still just so weird to me. I'm missing a dog, so pardon me for a minute. You can still keep talking. I can hear you. Oh, there she is. Okay. Um. What were we talking about? Oh, casting. Oh yeah, yeah, the like people who originated roles for the tour and like London and everything. I thought so. The person who's playing Cynthia Wilde in the newest London national tour is Laura Baldwin, who played the Dawn in the West End's uh, waitress, and I saw her in um. I saw her in Big Fish in London, and I just would never have placed her as a Cynthia Wilde type actor. Like, she is kind of, like, I mean, Dawn was, like, a goofy, and, like, to me, like, Cynthia is a little goofy compared to Carol. Right. 
and stuff, but like I vocally can't picture her doing Cynthia Wilde, but that's just me. Um, and then I said on my tour cast, Ben uh, Sankhauser. Dang. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's he was dead. good. Yes, he was really, and like, I mean, all I really knew him from was Newsies, and I loved him in Newsies. I just really love his voice. I love the way. Did Newsies, yeah. Newsies was there the year before, right? For the national tour? Not not Ben Fankhauser, but the Newsies tour. I think so, yeah. I think that's I actually going to look that up. It'll be really easy because you've got to scroll through the Insta. So do you want to shoot straight into our favorite songs or Dreamcast? Let's do Dreamcast. All right. I'm going to have you leave. Newsies, Newsies was the same season. Oh, really? Yeah, because I saw Newsies. Um... Oh, wait. It was the year before because I was at Ohio State. It was like that February. It was like the February right. the year before. I... My post doesn't make sense. It was it was March, March of 2016. Yeah, I was about to say I was, I was mad because Lynn. Sure, that's why I confused myself. Yeah, I was about to say I was mad because Lynn said asked me if she wanted if I wanted to go and I said yes, and then asked McBee to go, and I felt betrayed. <laughs> it, it just happened. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fine. Not bitter or anything about it. <laughs> um, I mean, I was blessed with tickets to that show for Christmas and killer seats. Hell yeah! Nothing like making eye contact with newsies that are literally your age. <laughs> yep. That was while we're talking about newsies right here, and we talked about like stage dooring. That stage door experience was just. Was it crazy packed? to me because, well, first I had done their like charity show that Monday on their off night. I went to that. So like side note, side note, explain a carry show. A carry show. I said a charity show. Oh, I heard ca- carry. I was like, what is this? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Maybe I did accidentally mispronounce it. I'm sorry. Um, but they did a charity. Okay. Charity. So <laughs> the mon- the Monday before I saw their um, production because um, Chaz Wilcott, it's called like the Newsboys Variety Show. And I believe it raised money for Broadway Cares. But so okay. I went to it because I would like to support Broadway Cares and also who doesn't like a show on a Monday night. Um, but so I went to that and so it was like, oh my gosh, like these people are, extremely creative outside of being in a show like they made their own acts and everything so then I went to the stage store and like it's also crazy because we're in corona times where like I still don't hug my friends when I see them in person but at the stage store all of the boys when you like took a picture with them put their arm around you and like I have a picture and literally one of the guys faces is on my face in the picture and that's why stage dooring is no longer going to happen that's why yeah it it literally almost wiped out the moulin rouge team so seriously i'm like i understand 
I might, I would love to know if we could just stand there and like wave to them as they exit. I also I like, it's very interesting to think about the stage door too, because that's what you think of like, quote unquote, the third act. And it's no one's obligation to stage door, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. But I feel like, especially if you have like a strong social media presence and you don't stage door, you're going to get shit, which is stupid. Yeah. It's- People deserve their privacy. I totally, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And so that's like the one so good thing that out. probably, yeah, yeah, stage doors were starting to get probably super hectic in New York. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, do, would you like to go ahead and do your Dreamcast? Can you go first? Yeah, <laughs> I want to see sure. what we compare. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Um, so this is really hard for me because. So, well, there's one person that I did very well, and that was uh, Jerry Coffin. Right? Jerry? Jerry, yeah. Jerry. Jerry. Um, I made that Derek Klano, because to me, he looks it, and I think he would kill it. I also love Derek Klano. He's also currently <laughs> playing a teenager in Jack yeah. and Little Bill. Totally weird. And not really believable, but his version of perfect, wow. Oh, it's good. De la creme. Amazing. Um, then I made my Carol King, Mary Kate Morrissey, because I like her voice. And I feel like she's the type of singer that she can, she knows how to manipulate her voice mm-hmm. to sound different ways. So I think she'd be able to achieve the Carol King sound. Right. Um, and I Cynthia Wilde. Uh, is Taylor Louderman and my Barry man is Joe Carroll because I think he's got the interesting his, I would okay. have to hear his voice do it but yeah. I feel like he would act Barry man so well yeah um, and then my drifters I have Jeremy Pope Demarius R. K- uh, Cope cute whatever um Ephraim Sykes though because I love him Austin Scott and James Brown the third I don't think any of them have been in beautiful um but Shirelle right the Shirelles okay Shirelles yeah um and then my Shirelles are Serene Pimentel. She's the current Maria in West Side Story. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aisha Jackson, who has been in who Beautiful, was. but <laughs> I'm okay with that. She's in my dream yeah. after Beautiful. Adrian Walker and Adrian Warren. Nice. Wait, do you have any of the same? We do. Oh, we do. Okay. It's just... Also, I didn't do the drifters because I came to the podcast unprepared and forgot about our dream cast. Can you hear them? Yep. <laughs> That's why I paused. Dee Dee.
they're just chatting. Um, they literally anyway, are I have nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. We're good. We're fine. No, I just came to the podcast unprepared and flying by the seat of my pants. And so I had what like, what, I did this in probably five minutes? Yeah, while well, I finished so eating dinner. Not my, not my best work. Um, So I didn't have the drifters. So I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the original Broadway cast with... E. Clayton, oh, I his E. Clayton Cornelius, wonderful yep. drifter. Um, but to start off for Carol, I don't know why this person came into my brain, but I kind of want to see Carrie Butler's Carol King. She's almost my Cynthia. Interesting. I thought about that too because my Cynthia, I have Elizabeth Stanley, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh. See, yeah, like I thought about, like, I don't know. It would be an interesting take. My thing, like, I don't know Elizabeth Stanley well enough. Uh, just because, right. like, I know her, Jacob Little Pill. I don't really know her other stuff, and, like, her Jiggy Little Pill is miraculous. Um, right. Yeah. Um, for Jerry, I had no idea, so this is just throwing caution into the wind and writing down a name, which is Stephen Pasquale. Okay. Um, and then Barry... <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't know why, again, but Andy Carl popped into my head. Andy Carl, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> I I just want to see it. Because I feel like I, I think he would be okay. I think he'd be good. Just, see? They're fighting about it. They can't decide if they, they like see. They can't decide either. Hey, dogs! Katie! Um. Ruxin, come here! But, um, for the Shirelles, I have Karen Olivio. Okay. Brittany Johnson. Okay, she was almost in line. I actually wrote Brit, and then I crossed it out. I changed my mind. Too bad I got her. <laughs> And then Adrian Warren and then Jesse Hooker Bailey. And I know for a fact Brittany and Jesse were both in beautiful at that point. Yeah. Oh, Jesse Hooker Bailey. I love her. She's a sweetheart. Side note. They got a puppy. No, I already told I already talked about this story. So I'm not gonna talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what story I'm referring to. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I do. That was such a good show. I think about that show a lot. Just the other day, I texted different show, but I just texted Lynn. I was like, remember when we saw Wicked in New York? Remember when we saw Waitress in New York? And it was like at midnight when I texted her because I was awake. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, I'm, I like your cast. I think it's interesting 
you have a much older think, cast. I do. Like, I it's, do. It, it's interesting to me. I, I mean, not so much your Shirelles, but like your four leads. Oh, the older, oh, yeah. So it would be my thing, like, we all know how I feel about age. Um, okay, but it's not, it like, would, the, the age thing is like the first 15 minutes of the show. Oh, I know. I know. Um, my biggest thing would be it would depend then depend on who you have as like the record label dude. Yeah. I should know his name. Just because you don't want you he you would need to cast him old as well, just so that he doesn't look like the same age as the young Carol King walking in. Yeah, that's fair. Because like he's supposed to be older and ex- like experienced and everything, so like it would just depend. But we all know how I feel about casting, so with ages. Yeah. Um, yep. So what was? Like, don't get me started on the Dear Evan Hansen movie cast. Okay, continue. <laughs> We're just gonna gloss right past that because we don't have enough time to discuss that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a top five song list? I do have a top five song list. Am I going first? Mine's a top seven because I couldn't decide my one and five. That's fine. I almost did a top six. Okay. So like, I... I'll go ahead and do the top six after you do the top seven. Okay. So starting at five, I have the 1650 Broadway medley mm-hmm. or on Broadway. Four is beautiful. Three is walking in the rain. Two, <laughs> your mouth is dropping. <laughs> Are we matched? <laughs> I'm waiting. Will you love me tomorrow? And then number one Which is your one fine day. The first one with Jesse. Okay, the reason that's number two, and it it's close to number one, but that is the coolest song to hear. Because you hear gasps in the theater of, oh, that's that song. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, maybe I'm just making it up. But I remember the show we saw when she started first playing those few notes and everyone realized what song it was because the demographic that saw the show grew up with the music. You could hear a gasp in the theater. And that's, oh, yeah. I love those moments. Um, well, and, I think, and then, go ahead. If I feel like, just because I cannot place when I found out about this musical, I personally feel like I went into this musical when we saw it without knowing, like the songs that were going to happen. Right. And so, and we were I both think, very upset that just that <laughs> Gilmore Girls theme song was not played. Yes, I mean. Because um, you've got a friend, literally sounds like it. Yeah. Makes yep. so like I was like, it's the Gilmore Girls theme, and then it wasn't. Um, <laughs> and you're like, what? I, I probably I don't think I gasped, but when she started playing "Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow," I think I was like, she wrote this. Oh my gosh. And then like settled into it. That's one. Yeah. Like that's one. It's, not in my top five or six, but it is one of my favorites. So what's your number one? 
So I couldn't decide between One Fine Day just because I love the acting behind it because mm-hmm. of the placement of the song within the show. Um, and then You've Got a Friend because that's a great song. Yes. But I, oh God, I love One Fine Day. Okay. I have to say, yeah. That's a yeah, really I'm good content. list. I'm content with it, but not going to lie, I will not skip a song on this playlist. So I, I want to make sure I wrote these down correctly. I want to make sure I wrote these down correctly because I always yeah. like to write like your list next to mine. You have five as 1650 Broadway Melody. Yep. Four on Broadway. No, no, no. Five is 1650 and on Broadway. And on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I have seven. Okay, I'm sorry. What was four? On uh, Four is beautiful. Oh, duh, Molly. I wrote two fours. That was my favorite. <laughs> there it uh, is. So four was beautiful. Three, walking in the rain. Two, uh-huh. will you still love me tomorrow, Carol's version. You've got a friend and one fine day yep. together. Beautiful list. Good choices. But yeah, this is also. I love this musical. This is a musical that when I play it, I got li- I listen from top to bottom. Yep. Um. Okay. Yeah. I okay. I. <sighs> I'm gonna make a top seven right now. We're just. Um, oh, are you forward. adding one to it? I just added one because I was like, I realized I do like this song because I wanted to use it for audition pieces but I'm like how would I use this as an audition piece because I'm not playing the piano so number seven is it might as well rain until September I don't know yes. something about that song I really enjoy it um oh number six is change my baby really? got me wrapped up in change and I would I have think, to say that's my least favorite song of the album I think one of the reasons Same. I like it is because like that turns a turning point and like the fact that they're like in the studio like doing it together in the musical like I don't oh, know, like, makes my heart happy yeah. and it's like it's like yes ma'am you moved away like you got this <laughs> um five um it's too late and I think that's because uh, that was in a medley in high school so like I really I really know that one and like who doesn't know it's too late. Um, four is beautiful. So same. <laughs> um, three is 1650 Broadway Melody. Medley, yep. not Melody, sorry. Um, then two is Up on the Roof. Oh, and it's oh. because, I'll say this after I get my top, is it's like an overall album thing. And then yeah. my number one song is Walking in the Rain. I love okay, it. Okay, we were we had a lot of overlap. Who doesn't love a, a love song like that? I am waiting for the day where we have a musical where our five songs match up identically. I don't think it'll ever happen. No, I don't think so either. Because we have so we might things. we might get close and frozen. We both know what our one favorite song is. <laughs> And it got cut. <laughs> Don't talk about that. <laughs> um, but so, what? Like one of the reasons I really love Up on the Roof and um, the medley, and I think that's the only one that does this. 
that I put. I really like this album does a really good job because it's mixing in like them writing the song and then who's performing it. I just love right. the cohesiveness when it switches and like, especially, oh, I'm just getting chills because literally I haven't sat in the theater in five ever. Um, but like when the scenery changed and the actors like were rolled off a state, the stage and like new people came in to start singing as the Drifters or the Righteous Brothers or the Shirelles. Dude, the Shirelle co- uh, quick change literally on stage or they just Amazing. turned around. Amazing. Iconic. Iconic. So, like, so, like, so, to me, like, it's, of course, Brian Ronan won for the best sound design because he figured out the best way to make it slide from these singers to these singers perfectly. And especially, I think it's up on the roof. The minute uh, Jerry Coffin starts, like, stops, literally, like, mm-hmm. that next downbeat is the Drifters. Yeah. Beautiful. Exactly. My, so cohesive and it flows so, so well. And I just what love I, it. Oh, God. Well, like, that's the same thing, too, with, like, One Fine Day to give context of, like, where that song is placed. It's the last number in Act One. And it's at the point of the show. Oh, my God. But it's done, it's done so well. It's the point where Jerry tells Carol, I married you because you're going to have a kid and I still love you and I still want to be a good dad and a good husband, but I never got to like date other people and that's what I want to do. So it opens up with the Shirelle singing One Fine Day, but then Carol sings a few of the lines. I'm like, God, it's so good. Uh, Yeah. So good. It's so good. I also just need Jesse Mueller to like sing me the phone book and I'll be happy. There's a few videos of her singing um, Someday My Prince Will Come from Cinderella and it's 10 out of 10 gorgeous. She's just amazing. We love Jesse Mueller. We love her. We do. We always love her. She's great. I love this musical so much. Um, Like I'm sad it closed. Yeah. I'm sad a lot but, of things closed. <laughs> well, this wasn't like, this didn't close due to COVID, though. That's the thing. Oh, like, I, oh, I know. There was a planned show. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire's opening up in the Stephen Soundheim, right? I don't know, because I thought Mrs. Doubtfire was opening at the Marquise, and I know that's not. I think, isn't that company? I should know this. I have it written in my Tony notes. Uno momento, por favor. Did I not do Miss? I don't think I did Miss. I did do Miss Stephen. Yes. Uh. Yes. Stephen Sondheim. Ha. Huh. I know my Stephen Sondheim theater. <laughs> what they should have done though is opened up company in the Stephen Sondheim theater on Stephen Sondheim's ninetieth. <laughs> that would have been interesting. You know that is like one thing about the theater world that I would love to get into. Is like deciding. Okay, this show gets to. Who decides? I want to. We should do an episode on that. Of like the business side of theater. We'll really have to research it though. Because I know Dude, nothing. Yeah, me neither. Because like the fact that literally. Like with Beetlejuice at the Winter Garden. 
they were doing perfectly fine. And then it was like, well, you have to stop because we have the Music Man opening. And it's like, okay. Uh, you just whispered something and I had no idea what you said. Oh, it's like also the same thing for Frozen, I feel like. Frozen, I can't verify. But we don't, but what's like, I do what's know. opening there? I, I don't think they've really there was, some, there was some Broadway weekend class that someone asked a question about Frozen. Who would it have been? And they were like, is it true that Frozen closed so that they could use the, the scenery and everything on a, the tour? And I wanted to be like, no, because we already have an American tour. And like, they're stupid if they start a second North American tour right now. But I forget what that was. I, I don't know. I heard rumors that they wanted to have like a Tangled musical. I believe that there already is one. But there's it's one. It's at Disney a though. One. It is at Disney. I believe it's at Disneyland. And like, I'm going to say cool. something controversial, but pass. I, I agree. I, I don't, I don't know. I like, Nothing. I like Tangled. But, like, it also wasn't for me. Like, it, that's not one I go back to. I don't, I'm that strange demographic that, like, is obsessed with Frozen. So, like, I can literally watch Frozen on repeat and not get sick of it. Side note, remember when we were in high school and Frozen came out and we watched it? In French, and I was like, I'm going to sing it. We watched it twice in French. We watched it two times. Oh, my gosh, we did. And I then used remember, to know, let it go in French, and I have to. Yeah, because she made us. <laughs> this she is made how us lit. It. This is how lit our French teacher was. <laughs> Not the lit French cool. teacher, but she was pretty cool. Um, but she was. She had a theater background, so she's like, "I want to make people sing French songs." And Frozen was hype at the time. We were playing it in the hallways um, before school started, and so we learned. Of course, we were. It's not like we did. Like, we didn't decide. It was the broadcasting class that made the playlist. Hey, and I agree. It was great. Great content. Not complaining. Like, again, Frozen holds, like, a lot of interesting memories. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. I I remember that because I was a lot. Well, and I got to the point that we had watched it and, like, I had memorized it. That when I would listen to it in English, I would sing the French version on top of it. Because remember, oh my God, I remember because it's like, she sings, uh, I'm looking it up right now so I can speak correctly. The high point of learning the French song is I learned Tom P was basically like, not tough, S-H-I-T, but tough noodles. Liberté, too bad. Oh, wait, that's the wrong part. Uh, libre, délivré, je ne m'en plus Libre, that's so bad. I'm so bad at French now. But I remember um, the line, Purdue dans l'hiver, lost in the winter, uh, which is a direct translation, which is not the correct lyrics that Elsa sings in English. Um, but when you transfer, yeah, stuff like that. Ew. But then she was like, 
my husband went to the school of law. He went to Lost University and we were like, what? And she goes, Purdue, it means lost. My husband husband went to oh, Purdue. Oh, I forgot about that. And we were like, I oh my <laughs> She did. Yeah. She only did. She's like, my husband went to the law school. And we're like, what? Yeah. Purdue. I don't, I don't understand. <gasps> oh, no. I'm, I'm going to have to tell my sister-in-law that. Dude. I was the worst French student. You were not. You were not. No, I was because, I mean, especially when we got to four and, like, Smock was like, you have to speak in French when you have a question. I would literally raise my hand and be like, I know none of these words in French, so here's my question. And I would just spit it out before she had time to be like, no, 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 no. In French. <laughs> and I'd be like, I have no idea what she said. Um, <laughs> I'll let you know that it does not change in college. I was in an advanced grammar class, and there were times when we were just like, uh, I can't explain my question in French. I need English. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. I also just couldn't help, like, I was, the reason I was good in French is because I knew how to memorize things for a test, and I had a brother and a mother who knew French. That they checked everything before I turned I turned it in. My yeah. mom, like with my mom, it was like she remembered things and she would quiz me for things, quiz me, quiz yeah. me for like testing quizzes, and then she'd be like, "Oh yeah," because growing up, she and I would have um, she would always like to recite um the dialogue from a French movie they had watched. It was like, "Je joke, it's me, Frederic." And I was like, oh, Jacques And she was like, we would go back and forth, and I'd be like, wait, that's French? Okay. Remember when we watched that, what was it called, a Diablo movie? Like our freshman year during Halloween, it was like a weird Halloween 1950s French horror movie that was at like a house or something. Do you remember that? I do not remember that. Hold on, let me see if I can look it up. When we got so off topic, we did, but we were we were <laughs> we were reminiscing. Um. Well, while you look that up, do you have anything else to say about beautiful? Other than it is. Oh, I wonder if I have a note of my listing. Hold on. Girl, you fine. Because I know I have a list of the things that happened at the air and all. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I just have a list of favorite genres. But I think Beautiful would be definitely top three. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What would would be your top three then? Like I'm missing one. Oh, no, now I'm being called on the spot. Oh, my gosh, you got to talk about your necklace. Yeah, okay, so. (laughs) I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going (sighs) to. Sorry, I'm stuck on the top three. Oh, no, you're fine. You want to think about it and I'll tell? Okay, I think it's going to be Waitress. 
hair, beautiful, and then Frozen. Oh, I didn't even know you'd place Frozen that high. Oh my gosh. Okay, but I, when I saw Frozen, another side life. note. Another side note. So, continuing on my New York escapades of last year during <laughs> Labor Day weekend, I told my friend, like, like, new waitress of the music and wanted to see it. And I said, well, we're not just seeing waitress. What other shows do you want to see? And her choice was Phantom. Which is fine. Nope. Not. Yeah. That's that was my thought. I was like, uh, pass, but I'm not gonna say pass in front of you because I'm a good human and I will see a show that you're excited for. But I wanna see Frozen. And she was like, You wanna see what? She hasn't wasn't familiar with the music, wasn't familiar with the show. And I told her I was like, if you're if I'm seeing <laughs> Phantom, we're going across the street to the St. James and we're seeing Frozen. Sorry, if we're seeing Phantom, and then we are going across the street to see Frozen. And I I love it. Like, I wasn't, I went in cold. I knew a few songs. I knew of the iconic Let It Go costume change. Amazing. And I love Casey Levy, and I love Patty Murin. And so it was just icing on the cake, and like, the entire time I was like, I told you. I told you. This is a good one. And we walked out of the show, and she literally told me, she's like, I wasn't, didn't think this was going to be a good show, but I love this show. Um, and then... Literally the Frozen, when I saw it in New York, the minute the curtain opened on the two little girls playing dolls, I just started crying my eyes out. Which, for, seeing Frozen on Broadway was like the point of my trip. Like that was the first ticket I solidified. Did you see yeah, that that trip I saw. I bought Tootsie and Beetlejuice the Monday I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, impulse decisions, but I also because I was like, mother, uh, we're doing stuff tonight, and we're we're here for theater. So I saw those two. Then I saw Be More Chill and Frozen, and then Come From Away. Side note, I have a very important question to ask you. Okay. What is one Broadway show you want to see when everything opens back up? Um, honestly, <clears throat> right now. Actually, give me three. I want I want to hear your three. Actual, like, in New York Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to New York. What shows do you want to see? And it can be a place, too. So, currently, can we do ones that we're supposed to open this season? Yeah. Okay. So- like, any show that has been put on pause, um, obviously closed shows that have been confirmed are not coming back or out. May- but any shows that we're supposed to open. May I do four? Yes. Okay, so I would like to see Moulin Rouge because Fair. I unfortunately couldn't get a ticket when I was up there. Um, I would like to see Jagged Little Pill. I would want to see yep. Diana, of course. Yep. Because I love you, Tiana Duvall. Oh my gosh, she follows me on Instagram and I feel so cool. I also like, 
am like a face for her company. So like I get I get it. But I also just feel so cool. Is her company Broadway Weekend? Yes, she's That's hers? Her sis she and her sister Danny are the co founders of Broadway Weekend. So like Dude. I had a school meeting the other day and her email address was attached to it. And she didn't come because they're recording an album right now. But like right, right. I've sat like she follows me and I think two other Broadway weekend teachers follow me and I'm like, You guys literally like tour the country and like are on Broadway and you wanna follow me? Like one of them is Jennifer Apple and she's in the uh the band's visit tour. And like she just followed me the other day and she liked two of my pictures and I just feel so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So um Milan Reeves, Jay Rolpill, Diana, and I wanna see Wicked on Broadway. That's right. You haven't because seen it on Broadway. I've never seen it on Broadway. I've you never been in the Gershwin. Um, Dude, Lynn I, and I saw it in nosebleed sections, and it was a thousand percent worth it. Oh, and I, I mean, Wicked, like, if I hate always picking Wicked as a favorite musical, but like when I don't want to have to like justify my underrated favorite musicals of Dogfight and Ghost, and I just like, want to make sure a musical I don't have to explain I always say Wicked because I love Wicked you, nothing can go wrong with Wicked and I also really just want to sit in the seat and when Glinda says I knew you're it's so say nice it. to see me isn't it I think I, I think I would literally if that was my first show back in in the theater no it doesn't matter where my seat is she would say that and like Look at all the Aussians. And you would hear me go, Yeah! <laughs> and then you know, like the entire theater would just start clapping and like yelling with me. But like, I think I had this conversation with um, a friend on my Instagram because I had posted that picture of the theater um, with the, yeah. the, the wicked scenery with the ghost light. And He's like, yeah, that's so true. It's gonna get such an uh, applause after that line. And I said, you know what? I think the even the first few months when we come back, the Hold minute like applause. elite, I said I'm gonna start clapping after an overture, like as loud as possible. But I also think like the minute because you think about in Wicked, people clap when Glinda comes out in her bubble. They get uh -huh. really excited. And then when Alphaba touches the stage, people lose their shit. Yep. That's going to happen for literally every musical. Yep. For a while, I think. And like, I don't, I think they're going to start and they'll anticipate it. Like when Hamilton, oh, when Hamilton touches yeah. the, the stage, everything stops. They let people do it so nothing gets ruined. Yep. And they they hold forward. for applause. Yep. It's, it's going to be a thing. Yep. And like as actors you are trained to know how to hold for applause just because like with jokes and stuff you don't want people to like ruin things. Um right. But I think that's what's going to happen. And like so where we are in Cincinnati the first show is apparently going to happen in 2021 in January. I don't think it's really going to happen, but it's no, supposed it's to be frozen. It's not going to happen. Not. So like I, I but I already know like if it does happen, which I know it won't, 
I will be purchasing a really expensive seat just so I can see the sweat roll down the actor's faces and so that they can see me sob the entire show. Bring because in a one frozen, two, it's been forever. Caroline Bowman. Yeah. Did you I hit your four? Did I what? Did you hit your four? Yeah, you did, because you, you rounded it out with Wicked. Yep. I'd want to see three niches and Wicked. But, like, I don't know. I keep going back and forth on the topic of, like, if and when Broadway opens, there's no way they're going to open every show. No. Like, there's just, there's it's no way. And so I'm like, are they going to do the newer stuff? Because I you also have to think about your crowds. Like, new, like newer things do bring in out-of-towners, but do they bring in Well, and that's the locals? thing, too, is or if your staples gonna bring in everybody, so you just open your staples first. I think that's what's gonna happen. I think they're gonna open staples because I think at the beginning it's gonna be it's probably for New York restricted to people. It's gonna be open to New Yorkers first, I think. Yeah. Because once you bring people who a want to travel for a show, b are willing to travel, c will absolutely travel when Broadway comes back with no hesitation, I think you get into bad territory when it turns for COVID spreading. Oh, yeah. So I think it's going to come down to the cards of having like a New York soft run of, all right, let's open Phantom and see who comes. Let's open Wicked and see how we can, A, test out these measures, B, see what needs to be happen, and C, is this possible? I feel like they would probably look at the amount of numbers for your pit size, your cast size, and ever like yeah, personnel sizing. And then they probably would start with their smallest and then build up. Just because, like, to me, it'd be it's more logical to open up your smaller thing with like yeah. less people in the whole production. That way, you can see how it works. Like. The thing is, is like with TV shows filming right now, and like Diana filming for Netflix, is they are all in a bubble together. Right. The the cast, crew, everybody is in that bubble together. No one's allowed leaving it. They travel in like their pod. When New York's going to open, when Broadway opens, they're not going to tell an entire cast, "Hey, you all have to live together here," because I think. Right. Some people, like, I think it's Rob McClure. I believe he lives in, I want to say it's Pennsylvania. And, like, he travels that far from his home into New York to do shows and everything. So it's, like, someone like him who has a child and a wife in a different state, he's not going to want to do that. No. So, and, like, if they would make him do that, I wouldn't be surprised if he said, Sure, I wanted to do this, but I'm not leaving my family. So either my family comes with me into that bubble or that. Like, it's totally different. Whereas Diana filming for Netflix, it's a month-long process. Then they're done. Right. Whereas. I don't think they'll start trial runs for Broadway until we have a vaccine. I know. 
and like we'll see how doing theater with a face mask is uh in uh two weekends i'll let you know please do because i'm interested i mean i so we just talked about that today let's finish talking about beautiful and then we'll have this conversation um <laughs> yeah <but> we'll... so, <laughs> finish up our beautiful discussion today um Merv is a very good birthday gift giver. She got me a playbill from Ghost, OG Cast, and she got me a cameo video from Patty Murin. So, like, my I two, forgot about that. My two frozen queens. I literally have not watched that video since you sent it to me because I know I'm going to open it and just start sobbing again, and I'm not ready for that. Um, I saved it to my phone, so I also have it. Yes. I think I've watched it once because I was having a really bad day. I'm like, I'm going to pretend this message is for me. Uh, And that's why I think, like, I think I'm waiting for, like, a moment where I, I do feel like I'm, like, super stressed and, like, having a bad week or a bad day. So, like, I'm saving it for that when, like, I know I need to cry it out. So, like, let's just make it easier and, like, make it a happy cry. Right. Um, so she gave me those things and I'm not a gift giver. That is my last love language. Um, and then I stumbled, stumbled upon this, um, company called Scenery Bags, which they make little like handbags out of, um, the different drops used for shows that have closed, shows that have toured, everything. They, and like part of their proceeds go to... I'm an organization that helps children go see Broadway shows that would never be able to afford it um, at their age and like their family's income. But so they started making other cool things out of items from shows that have closed. Like they make coffin rings out of the deck for Beetlejuice from DC. And so then I saw they are making these pendant necklaces that look just like the one Carol King wears. Out the of necklace the, is called the Carol, by the way. It's the Carol. Um, the Carol. The Carol is made from the deck for Beautiful. So knowing that Beautiful is one of Megan's favorite shows, I purchased this necklace for her for her birthday, and I gave it to her and said. You might not ne- you might never wear this because I don't know if I've ever seen her in jewelry really. But she's wearing it on Zoom right now in front of me and she said she's rarely taken it off. So I feel I proud love it. And such a good like such a cool it's, gift. Well it's also like for me it's like, oh like one, I was here. I was physically mm-hmm. in the space of this show deck. And two, it's like your personal like theater reminder of, you know, the arts doesn't die like yeah theater's not going to look the same when we return but you know it's always going to be there mm-hmm. and now I'm just thinking about that daily podcast from Godspell oh, that they did where I cried. wow way to copy my content I'm kidding <laughs> awesome. hey what's the mimicry is a form of flattery what's yeah. the so yeah, there we you know go. that the daily is listening to our podcast. It's 
But oh, for those of you who don't know, a deck is the floor for a show because shows you have to build a floor so you can do all your fancy scene changes, give um, the track for those, and like so you don't damage like a real stage's floor. Right. There's an actual like floor that's a part of the theater, and then each show comes in and builds a tiny floor on top. I'd say this is what. Quarter inch? Yeah. Usually they're not thick. Sometimes they're thick, but like... This one's not. It depends on the reasoning why. Did you look at this when you got it? Oh, yeah. I took it out. I wanted to hold it in my hand. Did you look at the... (laughs) (laughs) I would have... I would have hoped so. But did you notice the bottom has like a non-stick thing on it? Oh, it does? Yeah. Like, there's this one part that you can tell was the stage, and then underneath it, it has, like, a textured bottom, huh. obviously, so it doesn't damage the floor beneath it, but, like, it's, yeah. No, because I literally, like, I looked at the front of that necklace, and I was like, it's just so cool that you can, like, see the nicks from shoes and everything. Yeah, you can like, see the stuff. so cool. Or, like, I like it because around the edge at the bottom... It's really discolored and it has like a lot of scrapes and the paint sort of chipped or whatever. And so I was like, oh, was this like right near a track? Who like mm-hmm. who was whose mark is this? What's going on here? Whose heel hit that eight times, eight <laughs> times or seven times a week? I wanna know. That'd be cool too but- if you could like somehow find out like the placement of your piece where it was on stage. That would be really cool. That's a lot That's just like That's that is, but like the your card already came with a number on it, like right? It did. Yeah. So like they're keeping the track of it somehow. Maybe so, they just have a track of like the amount of pieces they cut, though. You know. But like I don't know. That'd be so cool, though. Okay. Well, so I guess that's a wrap on beautiful. It's a wrap on beautiful. It's a wrap of our bi-monthly, bi-weekly theater chats that went further than beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We had a lot to talk out. about. Yeah. All right. That's good. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a follow on our Instagram at Molly and Megan MTP. And our Twitter at Molly Megan MT Pod. Thanks.